Lindsay, we just talked to Arby Dub. Oh my god. What just happened? Oh my god. <laughs> what just happened? Literally, I... Some things came out of this interview that I never would have believed to Truly be true. shocking. Yep. I never... I never could have comprehended. I am deeply unwell. <laughs> It was incredible. I can't believe how generous he was with his time. I can't believe we got to speak to RB Dub. What a dream. I like I'm I'm just like I'm like shell shocked right now. Yes, yes. Okay. I can't <laughs> even I, I I should be like, oh, how are you, Lindsay? But I'm just literally like, okay, I think we kept it together pretty good. Mm-hmm. I think we we were like, it's just a normal day. It's fine. It's fine. Um, we're always like this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We did it. We, did I, it. D- we can retire, actually. Yeah, but we won't. We're not going to, but we could. <laughs> but we could. Yeah. And now I guess people are going to hear it. That's the order of operations here. <laughs> yeah. Now people are going to hear the the podcast. I, I would say like some parts do get like a little bit dark and serious, but for the most part, kept it light, kept it cute. I, I, I Full steam ahead. Full steam ahead. Incredible. Oh my God. <laughs> it happened. <laughs> Just ah! a normal day. Everybody be cool. It's just a normal day. Oh, God. Damn. Yes. Okay. Wow. What a dream. Let, let's just let them listen to the show. Let's do it. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod, the Bojack Horseman story. You thought we were done with BoJack content. We thought we were done with BoJack content, but we have something very special for you today. I'm, of course, Kirsten McKinnis, joined, as always, by the lovely Lindsay Wilson, but we will not be waiting for the pleasantries today because we're too excited. (laughs) Raphael Bob Waksberg is here. Hello. (laughs) It's happening. Welcome to me. Unbelievable. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Hello. How are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm, I'm doing all right. I can't complain. You know what? That's the, that's the best that we can hope for in 2022. I don't want to oversell how I'm doing. I'm not doing amazing, <laughs> but I'm doing pretty good. All right. You know, we're, we're, we all have our own personal battles that we're fighting, yeah, but absolutely. I, you know, you tr- try to take small joys where I can find them and enjoy the pleasures where they exist. Yes. Normally every week, Lindsay and I come on and we're like, wow, we are pretty depressed. Everything is bad. So, good. <laughs> I'm, well, I'm sure, I'm sure the show BoJack Horseman has not helped in that regard. It has not. Well, yes, yes and no, right? Because it's like you watch the show and you're like, oh, damn. Okay, that hit me. That hit me real hard. And then you're like, oh, but now we can really talk about it and, you know, create something off of what you've created that is helping people. Yeah, there's there's quite a gamut of, of reactions to the show BoJack Horseman of people who are like, oh my God, it's so depressing, I hate it. And oh my God, it's so depressing, I love it. <laughs> no yeah, no so- one says, oh my God, it's not depressing at all. <laughs> but- well, okay, if someone is not depressed at all, by Bojack Horseman, they need medical it's treatment. Troubling. They should go to the hospital. Well, it is, you know, it is a funny cartoon. In addition to it is, it is deep a funny cartoon. Explores, I, we had um, one of our executives at Netflix had had little kids when we were making the show, and would would sometimes like look, you know, look at his computer screen and see the the funny horsey and and want to watch some of it. So he used to show his kids just the horse and around scenes Amazing. and tell him tell yeah. them that that was the show that Daddy was working on. <laughs> That's so sweet. That is yeah. precious. So, okay. First of all, 
I would love to know what led to an 11 p.m. tweet saying, okay, fine, I'll come on your podcast. Well, does, does the listener understand the, is it, for the listener, do they, do they know that I'm coming on the podcast? Do you want to explain your, your experience first of how, how this episode came to be? Yeah, so. Is that it? Just the 11 p.m. tweet. <laughs> well, so, okay. So as, as the horse girls know, our, our faithful listeners, we at one point just decided, you know what? Could we get you on the podcast? Would it be possible? Could it happen? And so one of our listeners emailed your team and we had some emails that went back and forth about a year ago that never came to a podcast appearance. At one point I was tweeting you every single day like, <laughs> hey, come on our podcast. Like just annoying, you know, nuisance stuff. And then I, in the spring, I was like, okay, I'll throw, I'll throw one more tweet out there. Nothing came of it. And then like... Three months later, you replied to the tweet and said, okay, I'll do it. And I was like, wait, what? And it it was after we had recorded all of our BoJack episodes. We had said, okay, we're going on hiatus. We'll come back in the fall with Tuca and Birdie. But then obviously, you know, alarms... Alarms (laughs) are ringing. We had to come in. So only the the Twitter people know that you're coming because they saw your tweet. Well, I guess the listener by this point knows that I'm coming because they're hearing me <laughs> on the podcast. It'll be in the podcast title. <laughs> That's true. They, they saw the title of the podcast. They saw the description yeah, of the yeah, podcast. Yeah. yeah, they know. All right, all right, all right. So here's here's the story from my perspective, which is that I'm a fan of your podcast. Oh, my God. I'm a listener. What? What? But oh, no. I, so you, you tweeted at me early on. And I, I wrote to you, surfs down. Yes. Uh, yes. And we were like, oh my God, he yeah. he listened. <laughs> yeah, he listened once. But the truth is I listened every week. Oh my uh, God. It was a great routine for me because I, I, I walk my dog late at night. So so Monday night, I would get the, the thing in my feed and I'd listen to the first half and go to sleep. And then Tuesday morning, I'd walk my dog again and listen to the second half. Oh my God. Then, then I got self-conscious because I... I didn't want you to know I was listening because I was worried that might change the way it might affect the way you talk about the show. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to ignore them now. And I'm not going to tell them that I'm, that I'm, that I'm listening. Wow. <laughs> it would have certainly changed how yeah. we talked about we the show. We have nothing if not integrity. <laughs> I thought that would, yeah. And so I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to keep, keep my head down. And maybe when they're done talking about the show, maybe I'll go on their podcast. Wow. Oh but then other times I was like, no, I don't want to go on their podcast. <laughs> but then you were you were done. You were going to move on. And I was like, okay, if I'm ever going to do it, I got to do it now. And then I just wow. decided, yeah, okay. <laughs> you got me at a good time. I'm not... I'm not too busy. I, so I was like, all right, I got some time. I can go on their podcast. That'll be fun. We'll talk about the show. We'll talk about the podcast. Wow. Uh, we'll have a good time together. So it, I can't believe it. I, I can't believe Even it. after the last episode, we were like, he'll never hear this. He's never coming on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was it. I was listening and I was like, oh, I hear it. I should go on. <laughs> but I, oh, I, mean, no. I generally, I mean, I, I, I enjoy, and not everybody who makes this stuff does enjoy this, but I enjoy hearing what people think about BoJack and the, and the ways that they talk about it. And so I, you know, there've been a few BoJack podcasts and I, I, I at least I try to check in uh, on, on most of them. And, and there've been some like YouTube reaction video series and I enjoy watching those too. I don't usually watch them. I usually listen to them like they're a podcast mm-hmm. again while I'm walking my dog. And it's fun because, you know, BoJack is a show that, that meant a lot to me and, and, and still does. And, and 
part of I think the fun of creating art is is the kind of two way conversation. And so I, I enjoy hearing those reactions and 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 seeing the way that it it the, the the waves of the show splash against the shores of different audiences because you know not everyone interprets everything the same way. This is all me like justifying to myself how this is not a narcissistic act oh, that I, oh that I seek out Stop <laughs> the it. reviews and the responses to Bojack. I, if someone has made a comment about me on the internet, I have seen it, okay? Yeah. So, and I, <laughs> do not worry, you you are not alone. Okay. I also think you pretty, like, that's the stuff you make is good. So I feel like you're probably not getting a lot of people just being like, oh, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Oh, you're so wrong like... <laughs> in that regard. Well, that's what? the thing is that, is that, you know, if you do anything that is, is at all public, mm-hmm. people are, you know, some, it's not for everybody. Everybody. someone's not gonna like it and so there is a danger of like seeking those things out because <laughs> like they weren't talking to you why <laughs> they didn't need, yeah. they didn't want you to see this yeah. why they are you looking for you. that Right. They did not yeah. DM you. It's just their yeah. personal opinion. And you're like, I need to <laughs> right. know. Well, also, also sometimes they do at me. And that is like, why? Yeah, why did you need to do <laughs> this? I am, I am a person, sir or madam. Mm-hmm. I, I am a human being and you hurt my feelings. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I saw a thing recently where it was like, whenever someone sends me something mean, I reply to them with compliments and see how fast I could turn their mood around. And I was like, that could never be no. me. I would never turn their mood around. They've just ruined our day. <laughs> let me let me let me reinterpret that because I think what what you are reading is someone is being the bigger person. But but what I am reading is if you can change their mind, then you have won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've defeated them. <laughs> you... Taken their power. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. I got because that does happen to me sometimes that some someone tweets something snarky at me and I I try to respond with sincerity. But in my mind, it's an even more cynical move of I'll show them that I'm a person and then they'll feel bad and then I win. Listen, I do love love winning. Oh my God. Okay. But I I think there's something very dangerous about the, I mean, this is nothing new about, hey, did you know that social media might be bad for your mental health? But just the way- You know, I, I look at, you know, the Twitter, what is it? The, the responses tab, yes. right? And, and just the fact that like, if you, you, you can tweet something out and like a thousand people can, can like it. And that's, you know, thousand people liked it is like one strip across the thing. And then one person mm-hmm. can write, hey, fuck off, idiot. Yep. And that takes up the same amount of space on the page as a thousand people like it. And it takes up the same amount of space in your brain. Totally. So it just, it, 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 it's built to make you feel bad about yourself. Yeah. We are breaking new ground here. I know, no one has ever discussed this. I mean, we have never discussed it, so it it is new. (laughs) I also, I went to go look today, because I went to go find your tweet where you said that all the animals are part human, which as you, I guess, are aware, has been living rent-free in my (laughs) brain for a year. Yeah, I'm I'm ready to put this debate Um, to bed. What did I say at the time? But well, so, but I I couldn't find the tweet because you had so many people tweeting you asking what the animal's genitalia was like, (laughs) and I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. Nice. Welcome no wonder to my he help. didn't want to come on the podcast. <laughs> this is the discourse but we are. Basically, oh <laughs> basically, someone had asked a question about all the animals yeah. in Bojack, and you said, "Well, all the animals are part human, and that's why right. the fish can like breathe air yes. and, and be on the ground." Okay. And so I took that to mean that any meat eaten in Bojack is cannibalism. 
Yes. It has deeply affected me for a year. I'd love okay. if you could put this to rest. Yes. So I have a few comments, thoughts about that. Although I do not remember the specifics of this exact tweet you're That's referring fair. to. So one, one thing that I, I try to stress whenever these conversations occur is that you know, I, I have my own thoughts and opinions about the, the rules or the canon of the show. But but to me, I think nothing actually exists as part of the world that is not established on the show itself. Right. So so you watch the show and you can form your own opinions about how the world works and, and what it means. And I don't want to be like, you know, J.K. Rowling. I mean, for a lot of reasons, I don't want to be like J.K. <laughs> Rowling. No. But, but I... <laughs> I, I'm not someone who wants to say things like, well, actually, this character was gay the whole time. And mm -hmm. so, you know, give me for that. Right. Or, or anything else that like if it's not on the show itself, it exists for for you to imagine. Right. So so just a, a tangent off of that, I got in trouble with some fans once because they were asking about the character of, of Joe, Joey Pogo, played by Hillary Swank. Mm -hmm. And they said, is this a trans character? I, I think bec possibly because of maybe it's a reference to Boys Don't Cry or just because it's a woman playing this this boy. And my my answer was, honestly, I it never occurred to me that this was a trans character. The character was not written as a, a, a trans character, but in the canon of the show, it is never established one way or another. Mm -hmm. So if you want to believe this is a trans character, have at it. it this character is neither trans nor cis in the canon of the show and so then people got really mad at me because they felt like i was hedging or that i was doing that thing of being like actually he could be trans when really i just meant he could be trans God, you know? I, I didn't think about that <laughs> right or that like yeah or oh if he's a trans character it's inappropriate to cast a cis woman to play him i go yeah that would be inappropriate right. if that were my intention uh but i just wasn't considering that at all so i i do sometimes like oh i just shouldn't have said anything i why why did i even open that that can of worms right and so the thing about the 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 animal people so uh, first of all just just to clarify when i say that all the animals are are partly human I, I don't mean genetically, like they have human <laughs> DNA, you know, on their grandfather's side. I just mean like, look at them. Yeah. They have hands and feet and they wear clothing and they speak English. Like they're <laughs> they're enough. partly human, right? That, 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 that they, you know, exist in human society and they don't have hooves. That's, that's all I meant by partly human, right? We had a, an informal, informal rule for the, the, the design of the characters that they are animal from the neck up and, and human from the, the neck down, unless there is something particularly notable about that kind of animal. Like for example, the crabs have claws, right? Or like the scorpion, I think had a scorpion tail. I don't know, I don't know if we had a kangaroo and saw a pouch, but presumably a kangaroo would have a pouch. Right, like uh, turtles have shells. Or no, no, he didn't have a shell actually. Turtle thought that he did. I don't even remember. <laughs> I, I mean, I, there could be a shell under his sport jacket. He does. He does have a shell because at one point he he retracts his head. And, oh, I gotta. I'm gonna. It's driving me crazy <laughs> the now. Sound of googling around Look, the world. Image, image search Lenny Turtletop. I mean, it, it, I'm seeing a lot of yes. him wearing a jacket, but yeah, it does look like 
the neck of his shirt is stretched as though it is over like a larger over a shell. shell. Huh. So I'm I'm gonna believe that he has a shell. This is really embarrassing. Like fans are gonna listen to this. Like he doesn't even know. It's been a minute. Okay. <laughs> well, I got And you know it. what? He could. Have. I'm gonna say right now. If someone is listening to this podcast and they are about to be upset at anything that's said, you feel free to keep that to yourself. <laughs> there is to be no actuallying this podcast. Yeah. Yes. Clearly- <laughs> As clearly established, don't at me because it will hurt my feelings. Yes. Yeah, do not. Me too. Do I'm not very sensitive. Us. I do not have a thick shell. <laughs> I am just human flesh. We're human. We're human here. Yeah. Or if you do feel the need to, well, actually, you can send that to at Bojack Horse Pod in the DMs, and I will ignore it <laughs> as I have with all mansplaining right. the past two years. That's right. But this is also, I mean, I, I want to underscore the point that, like, we were we were kind of making it up as we went. Right. Like we didn't have this like rich series Bible to begin with. And like these are the rules in the prehistory of this world. Like it, it was often kind of like, how would this work? Well, like what would help the joke in this moment? And you'll see, you know, as, as you get into Tuca and Birdie, I hope you will notice this. The Tuca and Birdie is an even looser world that Bojack, we actually did establish rules for ourselves and, and kind of and I was kind of a stickler for them. Like once we established something, like, All right, that's the way this world works unless there's like a funny joke and you can kind of alter that or adjust it. And on Tuca and Birdie, it's the real more anything goes approach of like, what's what's the silliest thing we can do in this moment and, and who cares how, what that says about the world or what we've already established. Yes, L- Lindsay has watched no Tuca and Birdie yet oh, and I've seen some Tuca and Birdie and it is, it is very silly and very fun. I started watching Tuca and Birdie I didn't even know that it was a project by you at all. I was very baked and was like, oh, what's this? <laughs> and that's how I got Great. into Tukin that's a That's a good way to watch Tukin Birdie. But so, the, yeah, so just for the, the, the listener who might not know, the backstory on Tukin Birdie is so Bojack is a show that, that I created with the help of my friend Lisa Hanawalt, who, who designed all the characters and, and kind of created the look and the world of the show. And Tuca and Birdie is a is a show that Lisa created with with the help of me. I I am an executive producer on that show, and with and both shows with the help of a lot of other people too. <laughs> they're, they're very collaborative group efforts. But but I'd say BoJack is more my show, and, and Tuca and Birdie is more Lisa's show. And so you, I think you'll see the similarities and also the differences are are very clear. It's very fun. I'm I'm excited to get into it. I think the podcast will be very fun. Mm-hmm. Can't wait, Lindsay. Where do you think? Where should we go? Oh man, I, I'm just so excited about this. So I don't know. I guess we. <laughs> could go slightly heavy for a second one thing that a lot of people Wait, are we are we not going to talk about what bullshit holidays it is is that not <laughs> oh do you want the holidays no you want the ho- i don't oh no you want the holidays i'll get you okay. holidays no this is good because i have questions for you about the yes, holidays please you oh, hate okay. them so, i well okay so first of all i want to roast you a little bit oh, no. because I, I i for all the the shade you have presented at the character of of ralph stilton I feel like you should be thanking him Greeting because cards. he is the reason that you do this yeah. weird thing every episode. So he, you, like the, the here's, 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 here's Ralph's basic deal is he loves Princess Carolyn and he loves bullshit holidays. So I feel like you are, you are, you are in no place to sit in judgment of him. Incredible. Well, I, the thing is, is I'm, I'm not in judgment of him for holidays or loving Princess Carolyn. I'm in it's judgment the other of stuff. him I got it. for the, the racism. Sure, uh, fine. Okay. But fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Okay. Here's my, que- here's my, here's my, here's my question about this thing that you do. And maybe it's, I, maybe I just need to re-listen to the origin of this. And, uh, and no, you don't. We understand why you're doing this and what it means but so these these holidays that you were finding this is just 
some website? Mm -hmm. Like, by whose authority are these holidays? Well, okay, what? so... <laughs> like, Yom Kippur is a holiday. Yes. Halloween is a holiday. <laughs> like, National Hot Dog Kissing Day. <laughs> Who Can anyone just say this is a day now? It's Who always decides? IT support day and so internet security I'm... day. <laughs> you know what? Okay. I actually, I don't know how they become, like, days, right? <laughs> but the only reason why I even know that this exists is because a true crime podcast I used to listen to until I found out one of the hosts was a bad man had would always talk about like what holiday it was when the podcast was coming out and they would do like one of them and so that's the only reason you why know, we I can even... beat that we yeah, can do that's one. <laughs> and that's the only reason why i even knew that the holidays were out there and so then something happened i, I think with with philbert. ralph stilton yeah. can you can, okay oh, no, here's another here's... no philbert was the day that's what, what time, time is, is right now okay which we also don't need to do Here, here's a here's no. a question Here, here's a, again for the listener who, who may, like me, be a little fuzzy on the details here, when you say something is National Blank Day, mm -hmm. what nation are we talking about? Do you even know? Um, is no. it America or is it Canada? Is it neither? Is it I, both? Well, see, I think that it's probably more international. I think that what happens is probably someone paid money to someone <laughs> at some point in time to make it an official day. You think uh, someone paid money? You don't think someone, someone just wrote did. into this website and said, hey, guess what? <laughs> well, but, it's, but the thing is, is there's multiple websites where you can look up the holidays of but the But I'm day. sure they're all just sourcing each other. I'm sure it's just like, they're just copying each other, like, you know, well. Google lyrics. Like it's not, no one, there's no real, like that's the thing, like, you know, you guys also often refer to IMDB to figure out who voiced what. And I'm like, IMDB is not an, a, a real resource. Like they're they're pretty good, but they're just, get, they're just people guessing. Like we truly are. could watch the credits. But the, well, here's the problem. So IMDB, I'd say on our show is correct, like nine times out of 10. So they're, 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 they get it more often than they don't, but they, like anyone else, seem to be just going off the credits, which just lists the names and doesn't say who plays what, right? Mm. So the, the times when they are correct are the times when you would also be correct. They're going like, <laughs> oh yeah, that Bobby Cannavale probably played that character. Like, oh yeah, that's Nicole Byer. So it's the places where Byer. you are confused... <laughs> are going to be the places that IMDb is also confused. And I am also confused myself because we have a list of who played what character. And so I don't know why IMDb doesn't just reach out to the studios and say like, like, why can't we communicate? I don't know. I feel like we could offer that to them if they asked us, but maybe they're shy or maybe they don't know who they should ask or we don't know who we should send the list to. Yeah. But it's very it's, frustrating it's to me. Like yeah, it's contributors. Like, it's, people just become contributors. So it's just very but strange. But IMDb is a real company. They're owned by Amazon. Like, they sh <laughs> people use them as a real resource. People in yes. the industry use them as a resource. Like, I go to look, like, who, who did that person, what was that person, right? It shouldn't just be like Wikipedia. It should be an official document and and they can get official confirmation because they're a major player in hollywood like they could ask and we could tell them but they don't because that would probably cost them money to like pay employees to like do that due diligence and they would oh rather just God. rely on free contributors not you know because amazon doesn't have the money because we amazon couldn't afford to uh, hire somebody to make sure their their information is correct god forbid
And don't even get me started on the fun fact, the <laughs> trivia. Give me a break. Unbelievable. Hey, maybe when Amazon sends the workforce to space, they'll be able to afford to pay right. someone. Right. Honestly. Oh, man. Listen, I'm not going to do the holidays. We got off track I'm gonna, here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you one holiday, okay? Because we're. Gonna, I assume we're going to release this on Tuesday as per, as per usual. Yes. Lindsay. Yes, we will. It is true love forever day oh, today. Something we can all get behind. <laughs> It's also National Tell a Joke Day. Oh. Na- what national? What nation? Because <laughs> we can't be celebrating it if you are in Canada and I am in Santa Monica, California. If it's a um, national thing, it only applies to one half of the. I think it. I think it applies to you probably. Mm-hmm. I feel like most things are U.S. centric. Almost always. It's you can use hashtag Tell a Joke Day or hashtag National Tell a Joke Day. Like it has sources. So there's a source from Wikipedia, HolidayInsights.com. <laughs> A website that when I click it, Chrome says you can't go there. Okay, it's not legit, but it's fun. Do you th- do you think it's just like annoying? Should we stop with the holidays? I I think I'm the wrong person to ask because it sounds like most people love it. And when I listen to your podcast, I want to hear what you're going to say about me and my work. So I'm like, what is this other stuff? But I think most people have a, maybe a more wide interest in the things that you talk about and enjoy listening to you chat oh on god. about uh, seagulls stealing your food or oh whatever. my god uh, that was scary that was, yeah, that was I, a scary I, moment oh uh, i understood you went into great detail uh i i only hope that there's a seagull gang on tuca and birdie coming up oh my that god. will steal people's pastries you'll you'll you, you will have to see that you know actually here's 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 what's funny about that and i shouldn't tell you this because you're gonna get a big head but there was one oh. podcast that i that i listened to about bojack while bojack was airing and they used to do a bit about like at the end of every podcast, they'd say something like, you know, maybe I think we're done beating a dead horse or something like that. Like that was their joke. And then in the the funeral episode, I put in a joke about beating the dead horse. And I was so excited to listen to see if they like picked up on that. Like, hey, they he, they, he said the thing that we say and they blew right past it. <laughs> I don't know why that would give me a big head, but okay. Well, no, that you would think that like, oh, I'm going to put stuff in the show based <laughs> oh, on what you're saying. I, d- I wouldn't think that you, I wouldn't think that you actually would, but I do think a seagull gang is funny. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> no, noted. I'll see <laughs> no. what I can do. <laughs> oh my God. Incredible. Uh, Nicole Byer as four different members of a seagull gang. Listen, yeah, We can only on. afford her for three, but we'll see what we can do. Yeah, she is a, she's a big deal yes. these days, yeah. definitely. Yes. Sorry, so Lindsay, you were about to get um, get into the hard shit, and then we're like, I bet oh, the holidays. That's fine. Right. It's fine. It's okay, fine. Okay, let's, let's get real. No, Here we okay. go. No, this is beautiful. I love it. Yeah, I guess I was just going to say, like, uh, one of the common things we've seen through all of our coverage is people writing in and sharing kind of what the show has meant to them, especially in terms of mental health representation that kind of thing and just like what is that like for you i'm sure you get it considerably more than we do so what is that response been like it's it's wonderful it's it's heavy yeah. uh you know sometimes it is easier to to, to listen to the bullshit stories about seagulls uh <laughs> <How dare> you? <laughs> you know I, I i think that i i am someone who who doesn't always take compliments well or doesn't always deal well with sincerity or, or needs to undercut the sincerity with some amount of, of of humor or deflection. And especially while we were making the show, it felt like a lot of responsibility. It weighed very heavily on me that that to to understand as I started to in the later seasons of like what people were putting into the show, what they were getting out of it. And, and I felt like, oh, we need to take this very seriously. Like we, we need to be very careful about the messages that we were sending, even as we go into these really dark areas and these 
these tricky, mushy areas, right? We didn't want to be a morality play or just be like, be a good person, right? You know, like, like we wanted to investigate the nuances of some of these conversations and, and not have, you know, black hats and white hats and, and just hear, hear the good guys and hear the bad guys. We wanted you to feel empathy for some of these more problematic characters. Like that's, that was intentional and, and a, a goal and a point of pride for us. But at, at the same time, we had to be very careful. I got a, 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 an email once, this was towards, I think it was in season four, right? From this kid who had seen all the way up through the 11th episode of, of season four, which is the Times Arrow, who wrote me this letter being like, hey, I don't know how he got my email address, but th thank you. Thank you for this show. This this means so much to me. I, I think I, I understand the, the universal truth that you are teaching me through this show which is that life is hopeless and, and we people cannot change and the cycle of misery is endless and will continue to be passed down generation to generation. And there is nothing we can do to change our circumstances or ourselves. So I, I wrote back to this person <laughs> saying, look, man, it's all up to interpretation. I don't think that is what the show is, is, is saying. And I would advise you watch episode 12 of this season and, and see if that changes anything for you. But also please remember, this is a TV show. This is fiction. You get to choose for yourself what happens in your life. And, 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 the, and you are not Bojack Horseman. You, you, you can be the person that, that you want to be. Uh, and then I also sent a link to the, the helpline of like, hey, these might be people you might want to talk to. And then he wrote me back the next day and said, hey, thanks. I watched episode 12 and I feel much better. Oh my God. So I was like, that, yeah, you, you got to watch the whole show. <laughs> that is a nightmare. Okay. That's, I mean, that, that, that is, is, is part of the challenge totally. again of, of, of making art is, is you, you don't know how it is going to affect people. And part of the joy is seeing the different ways it affects people, but there is responsibility there and, and you can only be in so much control of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I don't think J.D. Salinger is, is responsible for the death of John Lennon because he wrote a book. Right. right? And, and yet I think a, a, one of the issues we explore on the show Bojack Horseman is the idea that you should take some responsibility for your art and your work and how it is interpreted. And I, I think there are some creators that are, you know, very eager to distance themselves from the effects that, that their work has and say like, no, I'm just making a thing and the way you interpret it, that's your business. And I think, you know, like, like most things, the truth lies somewhere in the middle and, and that is there a way to be responsible while also acknowledging that you cannot be fully responsible for the messages that people take and, and, and the implications that people uh, derive. I'm sorry. I still, I can't get, <laughs> like, the things that people send people are just so out there. And I'm just, once again, so grateful to have Lindsay to filter through the emails <laughs> so that I don't have to see that stuff. I also think, like, part of all of that, like, getting into, you know, all of that perspective, that heavy stuff is a lot easier because of the cartoon format. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and so obviously, you know, that helps you do unique episodes, but like, what was the reason for putting the animals? Like why, like why have it, you know, ha like half anthropomorphic Oh, animals? that's, that's an easy one. So my friend, Lisa Hanawalt had been drawing animal people and I wanted to make a show with my friend, Lisa Hanawalt. Oh, amazing. <laughs> 
Love so it. I was like, all right, maybe I could do something with these some of these animal people. <laughs> I love it. And you could trick them into watching <laughs> like serious stuff. Much, yes. much like how Bojack Horsepod came to be. We saw a show about animals and I wanted to do a podcast yeah. with my friend Kirsten and here we are. Exactly. Yeah. That's I mean, I think that that's how most good art happens. It's yeah. like I I want to do something with that. And then in in the act of making it, you discover what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just very grateful that we did not ultimately end up talking about Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't think that this podcast would be so fun. Yes. If we were well, I wouldn't have come on. Week. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't have much to say about that. Show. <laughs> I mean, yeah. and that's the thing. I, I feel like we wouldn't also wouldn't have that much to say about. It. It's like, oh, ha ha. They made a joke. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good luck over. with Veep. <laughs> no, Veep is going to be. So, there's okay. so much to get into. Uh, there's right. so much if there. You say so. I'm oh, a God. policy wonk. Okay. All right. Oh God! I'm getting good show. Good show, Veep. I, well, no, I mean, it's, like, good, it's it's not a show that I worked on, so I'm less interested. Yeah, but, uh, you're you're like okay. Well, after Tuca and Bernie, obviously you have to do Undone mm-hmm. first. I wouldn't be mad. <laughs> I think I think you this this is gonna sound like a dig. I think you would have difficulty with Undone. Is Ooh. I think Tuca and Bernie is a is a better choice for the two of you. And that sounds like I'm like daring you to do Undone. <laughs> But I, I, I think I, I, I think the ways the ways in which you feel or talk about the problematic behavior of characters, I think the characters on Undone are much pricklier, and I think it would be painful. I think I think, I think Duke and Bertie, the balance might be more towards the, the things you like to talk about. That there's there's some of that, but there's also it's a lot of fun and it's bright and colorful. And Undone is a lot of is, is is a darker show, and there's hope there, and there's love there, and there's humor there. But it is also a lot about a problematic character making decisions that you would not agree with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are well, I be mean, difficult to talk about week to week. Yeah, but it's like I mean. I think all of us watch shows with characters that we don't agree with. It's just like at the point where you're like, okay, well, I'm going to make a podcast about this show. You have to talk. Like, what else, what else yeah. are you supposed to say? Wow. Well, I didn't like that. <laughs> no, you have to try and get into the nuance. But I think... Uh, <laughs> Why I think is the, she doing that? Is no! This, yeah. <laughs> I don't, think the, don't you know your life would be better if you didn't do the interesting <laughs> things that make for a good TV show? <laughs> but I, I think the, the, main, the main problem is that I have canceled my Amazon Prime subscription because it's fine. a hundred dollars a year now so okay well they need that money to make imdb better (laughs) damn it it was my subscription that made the difference oh no i actually think we have to get it back to watch tuca and birdie after season one anyways Lindsay. it's is that where we can watch it i don't know where you watch it in canada in america it's on hbo max i don't know what you guys have well it's so it looks like in canada it might be on prime video on stack tv but maybe it's on crave i don't know we'll find it we'll figure it out this this will be a good an actual a good resource for your listeners of how to watch tuca and birdie in canada because (laughs) people ask me all the time and i go i understand why you're asking me but i also have very little to do with this. There's always, always like, websites where if you just, like, Google the name of a thing and then Canada, you find it. Well, it's tricky because Tuke and Birdie is on two different networks. And so the first season is on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And then season two and three. So some some of those websites have not updated Mm -hmm. to to tell you where to watch the rest of Tuke and Birdie. I also just don't know, like, what these websites are. Like, how does streamingdigitally.com know, you know? Yeah. So streamingdigitally.com, you have some questions about, but Bullshit Holidays is (laughs) like a a resource uh, that is unquestioned. Bullshit Holidays.com. 
<laughs> half of the, first of all, it's like I think it's checkiday.com, first of all. First. But Thank I, you I, for promoting this <laughs> dumbass website. Well, who else is nobody cares? I think I'm the only one who looks at that website. Yeah. But most of these sites also will be like, purchase a high quality VPN and then you can go to the HBO Max website with a US credit card. That's how to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. and I'm like, oh, I don't I don't think I'll be doing that, but thanks for the tip. Yeah. Oh, Although man. it would be very appropriate when you get to Veep if you watch it with a VPN. Oh, That's there's the podcast That's the name. name. Yep. <laughs> Veep Pod N. <laughs> obviously not we i listen we don't even know what we're doing with our album art or anything (laughs) moving it's fine we've got we've got time to figure it out and maybe by the time we finish two company we won't even want to talk about veep anymore exactly that's months and months look i don't i don't mean i don't want to tell you not to talk about veep veep is a great show i think you would have you find lots of things to 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 discuss you just might not listen anymore the yeah, American you'll, you'll way be done. that we do politics here You'll in the just States. be done with us, and that's okay. <laughs> it's not okay with me. We thought you were never <laughs> listening anyway. Maybe, maybe when you talk about Veep, you'll go off on wild tangents about uh, no doubt. my book. Or, <laughs> no or about doubt. things that are more related to me now that you're not talking yeah, about my show. damn. Anymore. Lindsay even read the book yeah. and never actually talked about it on the podcast. That is a good segue. I do have a bone to pick with you, since you have a bone to pick Uh-oh. with me. So I oh, no. read your book about two weeks before moving across the country. And you have a short oh. story called Move Across the Country that says, like, pack up all your shit yeah. and hope your sadness doesn't follow you and you can start again. And I was like, oh, my God, what is happening? <laughs> How can he see into my life? Very troubling. Yeah, but you were going for your PhD, Lindsay. You weren't just like, let me try to... Like, Didn't fix I all mo- my problems. <laughs> I, oh, I'm sorry. I moved to I, be like, let's see if it fixes all my problems. Uh, and honestly, it did. It, so I highly wait, recommend it. So just so I'm clear, the... The bone to pick with me is that my book was astute. Was too relevant. And and accurate to your emotional states. It captured uh, my experience too accurately and hurt my feelings. I thought you were going a different way with that. So I'm delighted to hear that that is your bone to pick. I gave it five stars. I loved it. It was incredible. But I was mad. Oh, thank you. That's very sweet. It's on my want to read, but I'm not allowed to read anything off of that until I get 20 mystery books my sister gave me out of my apartment. (laughs) So okay. Priorities. Well, here's I would I, I can recommend to to the listener mm-hmm. who enjoys listening to things that I, I think the audiobook of my book is very good too. Mm-hmm. And it actually it's every story is is read by a different voice actor and a lot Ooh. of them are are voices you would recognize from Bojack Horseman, cool. which is fun. Very so fun. if 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 you are a fan of my show and this podcast and just generally listening to things, I think it is a, a good audio experience. Is Margot Martindale involved? Margot Martindale is not involved in the Damn audience. ass. Sorry to say. <laughs> well, then I'm not interested. Just kidding. We also, since we're talking about books, Laika, who is the runner of the Bojack Hidden Jokes Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. wanted yes. us to ask for book recommendations from you. Oh, well, first I would recommend my book. It's great. <laughs> and it's in stores everywhere. And please uh, pay full price for that, everybody. No, you can get it at the library. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a starving artist. Like, just enjoy my work. Okay. Please don't pirate the book. Don't steal it. But you can you can use your library or borrow it from a friend. I think that is a, a wonderful way to experience literature. Two other books that I just... The last two books I read, I have a I have a heavy recommendation and a light recommendation, depending on on what your mood is. Both are are, are fiction novels. I mostly read fiction. I mostly read actually short stories, but I, I have 
gotten back into novels recently. So the heavy recommendation is a book called Very Cold People by Sarah Manguso which I have to keep reminding myself that it is fiction because it reads like a memoir. It's like very specific and, and, and detailed and evocative. And it's about a, a girl growing up in a small town, Massachusetts, and just really has a, a, a wonderful sense of place and emotion. And it's mostly about her relationship with her parents and specifically her mother, which is very stifling, but it's not overstated. It's very spare and it, it, it has this feel even the way the, the words are laid out on the page it feels snow muffled like it just feels like kind of claustrophobic but also nostalgic and it's it's like I mean Sarah Mangus I think is an incredible writer and sometimes you you read something and you feel like oh this this happened to me this this is describing my life and my feelings so perfectly and sometimes it's, you know, because of the coincidence of your moving across the country, but other times it's because, no, this isn't about me at all, but this is written so well, it is infected my own brain that I believe that it is. And that's how this book was for me. Like I, I did not grow up in small town, Massachusetts in the seventies and eighties. And, and it, it felt so real and so visceral, it, it kind of attacked my brain. So that is that is that is if you're in the mood for something emotional and, and dark and specific, but very beautiful with lots of lines that you're gonna to wanna to underline and come back to. If you're in the mood for something lighter, another book I read recently is called The Mutual Friend by Carter Bays, who's one of the co-creators of How I Met Your Mother. And if you are a fan of that show, this book feels a lot like that show. It's about a lot of young, single 20-somethings and 30-somethings living in New York City, going on, on, on misadventures, and they kind of weave in and out of each other's lives. So it's a little bit, um, the reason I read it is I was actually asked to, to blurb it. And what, what I wrote in the blurb was that it's, it's like a modern day war and peace without all the boring war parts, <laughs> which I think they did not use because I think maybe they thought that, 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 was, that did not give you a sense of what the story was. But that it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's about people falling in and out of love. Again, if you like How I Met Your Mother, it's very much in that style. It's funny, it's heartfelt. It's a, it's a very easy breezy read with just enough nuance and heart that it doesn't feel completely disposable. Those are, those are my recent book recommendations. Amazing. I think modern day War and Peace without the boring war parts is a perfect blurb. That's so good. Uh, <laughs> that's incredible. I, on the topic of books, I someone tweeted this week that Colleen Hoover is the modern day Jane Austen. And I said, well, I've never read anything by Colleen Hoover. But then I read a tweet of excerpts from her books and I would like to make a PSA don't ever read anything she's written. I don't. I think it's very bad. I think it's really wow. bad. Coming down hard. You are you are starting beef with nobody. I, this is out of I'm nowhere. To, I'm ready. I'll like, beef with Colleen Hoover. <laughs> All right. I've never heard of this person. I don't have an opinion. We have an anti recommendation here on the podcast. Yeah, I, I just want to make sure if any of you are considering reading them because you've seen people recommending because a lot of yeah. people have been recommending lately. Do you think maybe there might be more to these books than the excerpts you read, or you think you got a, a I, good I, sample? I think that the excerpts I read are enough to disqualify the rest of the content. There's yeah. wait one wait. Okay, I'll tell. Here's a good. This one's actually pretty funny, but I don't need to know any more about it. Let me. Thank you for this baby, she says from the back seat. He's beautiful. I laugh. You're responsible for the beautiful part, Rachel. The only thing he got from me was his balls. She laughs. She laughs hard. Oh my God, I know, she says. They're so big. We both laugh at our son's big balls. 
I've heard enough. I never need to read anything Modern else she's written. Modern Austin, indeed. <laughs> no. Uh, no, absolutely Mr. not. Mr. Darcy, hello. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I saw a tweet that said, Colleen Hoover, you are never seeing heaven. What the fuck is this? Wait, is it possible that Jane Austen thing was a joke that someone was being funny? I hope funny? so. I, I can only hope so because it's like mm-hmm. many things on the internet. I never saw the inciting incident. Is it possible that Colleen Hoover is making a joke? Like she understands the silliness so. of these words that she's putting so. together. She's laughing all and... the way to the bank. So mm-hmm. it's fine. Incredible. But now she's going to see your tweet and be like, why? <laughs> why did you do I'm this just, I'm just trying to make things that people enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Why is this person attacking? me i i don't think we'll ever get her on the pod she what if she was a listener and was just like a fan of bojack horseman and just like enjoyed hearing you talk about it and assumed she is never going to come up on this podcast and now out of nowhere minding her own business by the way you know who else i hate Oh, God. Colleen Hoover, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I, you're laughing to the bank. You're rich. I'm poor. Kirsten's podcasting is the modern war and peace without all the boring peace parts. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Oh, man. What? You know what? Let me live my life. Okay. What? Okay. So with the end, the end of BoJack, Lindsay and I both really loved how it ended, how, you know, it's Thank not you. just like tied up into a bow. I have one, a few questions. First of all. Okay. Did you hear the theory that someone had that Bojack was actually dead and all of that was like in the afterlife? And how did you feel about that? I have heard that theory. A lot of people have that theory. Mm-hmm. I feel, you know, as I said earlier, the show is open to interpretation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said what I wanted to say with the show and the rest is up to you. And if 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 you think the show is better for him being dead and this show and this last episode being a, a you know, a, a, a death dream good for you what is that what does that do for you and if it does something then have at it enjoy you know i'm, I'm not going to tell you that your interpretation is is incorrect you know i i think i in fact i i encourage people to have interpretations of the show that they like i think sometimes i see people interpret the show and they go this part is bullshit because da, 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 da. and i go oh that was not our intention at all so maybe just interpret it in a different way and you'll like it better <laughs> Right. So if, if if you think he died at the end and you like that ending, great. If you think he died at the end and you don't like that ending, maybe he didn't die at the end. <laughs> Did you think about doing that? Like, that seems like something that probably was at least discussed. So that was, as far as the writing goes, that was never something that we seriously considered. Yeah. Uh, so it wasn't like, you know, we got to episode 11 and they were like, okay, what should we do now? Right. Should he be dead or should he be alive? Right? Yeah. Like we we, we had, pl- like I, I knew for a while that the ending was going to be Bojack and Diane sitting on the roof, mm-hmm. possibly at Princess Carolyn's wedding, right? That That's, we kind of, and that their conversation was going to be some version of, of, of what they did. So, you know, I think the real kind of discovery in the writing was like how close to death we actually brought him because we we didn't even, we didn't necessarily know we were going to go that far. But I do remember, you know, av- having written the scripts and the animators were working on it. You know, one of the artists came to me and asked me like, how ambiguous do you want this to like, be about whether Bojack is alive or not? Because it hadn't even occurred to me that that would be an interpretation until the people working on that show had that question. And I, I think at the time I said, not ambiguous. I mean, I think they're like, don't, well, don't lean into that, but also understanding that some people are going to take it that way and that's okay. 
right? Like, I, I, I'm not going to tell people not to interpret it that way, even though I think I've been pretty clear about what my intentions are. But again, my intentions don't matter. You know, even very specifically in that episode, we have Todd saying the line, you know, art isn't about what people put into it, it's about what people get out of it. And I, I really do believe that. And and so, again, if, if, it, if it means something to you, this other interpretation, then, you know, enjoy. Unless, unless that interpretation causes you to assassinate John Lennon, in which case, please do not, <laughs> do not enjoy read it that way. No. Oh, I fortunately question mark that's already done, so you don't have to worry about being responsible God, for that one. We had a joke. <laughs> one, one of one of my favorite dark jokes that we cut from the show was in the the game show episode. Let's find out. Where uh, this is not breaking news, by the way, I've discussed this before, but it might be new to you if you haven't read every single interview I've ever done. But we had a, so there's a, a part where, you know, J.D. Salinger has this pen that he wants to give to someone, which means that he respects them. And Todd swindles his way into getting the pen and then says, I have your pen now. That means you respect me. And we had a line with J.D. Salinger chasing him where he says, no, that's that that's 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 not what I meant. You're 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 mangling my words. You're misunderstanding me. This is like Mark David Chapman all over again, which is a very dark joke. (laughs) But I thought, you know, it's it's been a while. Maybe we're ready to laugh. Right. (laughs) So, yes, in a, in a, you know, in in the world of our show, I I think that that joke makes sense. But yet then unrelated to that joke, something else happened which is that we got Paul McCartney to guest star Mm -hmm. on that season of BoJack Horseman. And then at some point in the edit, it suddenly occurred to me, what if Paul McCartney watches this season of BoJack because he's in it Mm -hmm. and then gets to this part and is like, what the fuck? That's my best, one of my best (laughs) friends. I did your dumb show and now you are mocking his death. I was like, oh, maybe... You know, I try not to think too deeply about my audience and what jokes they might take offense to, but I feel like in this case, maybe some sensitivity is necessary. So we took that joke. Yeah, that fair. is very fair. Hopefully Paul McCartney is not listening to this podcast. No, hopefully he <laughs> is. Because fan. if Paul McCartney's well, a Maybe they'll talk about me. <laughs> Open invitation, Paul. Oh, no, yeah, please. Don't. Please Sir. do not tweet at Paul McCartney asking I would him to never, listen to this podcast. I would never tweet at Paul McCartney. <laughs> Paul McCartney listening to the podcast. Honestly. Is, is he the most surprising guest that you um, were able to get, or is anyone else more like, wow, I can't believe it? More surprising. That's a good question. I mean, there was definitely a shift. Uh, there are a few shifts in the way that I thought about guest stars where like you can, and you can probably tell from watching the show that like season two, season three, like there was really this, this fun game of like, who else can we get? Like, could we get that person? Like even for like a two line camp. So Paul McCartney, you know, he does, he has one line, he comes in, but it is pretty featured because it's mm-hmm. Paul McCartney. Yeah. But we have, we have got guest stars to do like, you know, this person at the restaurant, like not featured roles at all. And, and our cast director, Linda LaMontagne, was like, you think we can get get this person? Let's ask. I was like, no, that this role does not require a huge guest star. I was like, no, I think they're a fan. Let's ask them. I'm like, okay. So we got some pretty remarkable guest stars. So I think, you know, one of the, the more surprising ones for me, which is not a huge name if, if you're outside of, of, of the theater world, but Anna Devere Smith is a, a playwright and actress who I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I wrote a, a, a paper about her when I was in college and we got her to play a, a very small role as the, the, the boss at the newspaper company 
that Bojack is trying to cancel subscription to, right? Not the closer, not the salesperson who keeps him on the line the entire episode, the the boss who says, let's bring in the closer. Mm-hmm. Like it's three lines. <laughs> and this is, you know, well-respected, award-winning, you know, lion of the theater world, Anna DeVere Smith. And, and I was very nervous, but but uh, Kazakers was like, let's ask her. And I was like, you don't think we should save like a media role for her? And they're like, she's like, well, we needed to cast this role right now. And Anna DeVere Smith is available. So let's, let's get her. And so she, she came on and I remember I, I made some small talk with her and I said, this is a real honor for me. Like I'm a big fan. I actually wrote a paper about you in college. And she said, oh, where'd you go to college? Dartmouth? And I said, no, I went to Bard College. And she said, oh, okay. And then we moved on. And I've always wondered why did she guess Dartmouth? Like why did <laughs> she assume that someone who wrote a paper it's, I'll never know. It's my mis- my little mystery of why she thought I must have gone to Dartmouth because I wrote a paper about her. But I that was really exciting. A connection with her and Dartmouth. I, 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 my only guess is that she is somewhat humble herself and once heard that someone had taught a unit about her at Dartmouth and therefore assumed that would be the only context in which someone would write a paper about me That's because there's no way other other schools or other students would also be interested in my work. Yeah, um, it, it looks like she is or was at some point part of the a Montgomery fellow, which appears to be uh, related to Dartmouth. So maybe she thought that because of that, that's the only reason that, someone would that's ever the write, about would write her. papers about her. But I, she is brilliant. But then there was a, a real shift in my thinking around season four, season five, season six, where I started to think about like, well, I think it's actually, I've met a lot of celebrities now and it might be more fun for me to look at like, well, who are the up and coming comedians and, and actors and like, you know, wh- who could I give like kind of a step up to, to like put on their resume that they were on BoJack Horseman and, 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 and who are the voices that we haven't heard a hundred times? Like, oh, that's a really cool voice. And so I started like, you know, listening to podcasts, you know, watching stand up clips, looking for kind of some of the smaller, not to, not to diminish those actors because they're not smaller, but but people who had not quite had the exposure that like, say, Angela Bassett and Greg Kinnear had mm-hmm. uh, had. Well, and I think a lot of those people have since become a lot more well known oh, yes. as well. Like we talked at at one point, like. Joel Kim Booster was like the <laughs> mm-hmm. angry boyfriend. And then right. now like Fire Island is a phenomenon this year. So yes. just goes. Yeah. So I, 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 I like to think we discovered Joel Kim Booster. <laughs> That's a joke. We absolutely did not. But there's, there, there is a pride in that too. Mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, we gave them one, one of their early opportunities. Yeah. And, and now they're killing it. That's killing it too much. Canceling his podcast. Hurting Honestly. us personally. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else? I feel like we've taken up too much of your time already. Honestly, you've been very, very generous with your time. (laughs) Do you have any final reflections? Anything you'd like to share that we didn't ask about? I am very grateful for the experience of making BoJack Horseman. And I am very grateful that people are still talking about it and discovering it. I, I, it seems like it is a show that is still growing and still finding new audiences and, and, and new people. And I am very grateful for my collaborators. Like it really is a, a, it was a group effort to make that show as it is for Tuca and Birdie. And I presumably Veep. But, you know, I, I think I, I am the beneficiary of like, I get to go on podcasts like this and, 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 and talk about this show. But, but, but the truth is, you know, we had a room full of incredible writers, incredible directors, animators. Our cast was amazing. 
you know, I, I always felt like it was a show that benefited from all the rounds of people that it went through. And it was a joy to see it come to life. And I want to be very vocal about that because I, I think sometimes I do get credit of like, oh, Raphael Bob Waxberg, this, this sole genius who, who birthed this thing out of himself. And, and that's not true at all. You know, the, the, the truth is like the version that I would have made by myself would not have been very good. It, it really is a collaboration. And so I would, I would say to people who are watching or people who are listening to this now, watch the credits, pay attention to who wrote and directed your favorite episodes and maybe take a look at other things they've written or directed or, or animated. You know, you can go on Twitter or Instagram and you can find people who've worked on the show in, you know, as character designers or prop designers or background designers, you can see some of their work that they post isolated from the show itself and see the other projects they're working on, right? So people ask me sometimes, you ever wanna do more BoJack? Is there, is there, is there more to do? And, and the truth is I feel like, no, but if you liked BoJack, all of the people who made it are now making other things. So, you know, watch my other shows, but also watch their other shows too. You know, do, do some snooping around, do some research and you, and you might discover there are more things that you like. Amazing, wow. And so, kind-spirited to be spreading that around. Not everybody would do that. Not everybody would be that way. And um, I will say the, the writing and directing credits on IMDb are, are more accurate. Good. So you can definitely use that as <laughs> a resource. Thank God. If you wanna if you want to look up who wrote your favorite episode. Amazing. So if people are, you know, mostly Bojack heads and they don't know that much about what else you're working on, can you let them know where to find you? What else they should be looking for? Yeah, so I would say definitely watch Tuca and Birdie. Again, that's that's one of my wonderful collaborators, Lisa Hanawalt. It is her show, but I executive produce it. I, I think of it as my show as well, and as well as the show of all the people who work on it. First season can be seen on Netflix. If you are in America, seasons two and now three, which is currently airing, can be found on HBO Max. The new episodes of season three premiere on Adult Swim. If you are in other countries, look up where to watch it because <laughs> yeah. most countries you can, there's still some countries you cannot, but please keep your, your eyes open for it when when it, when it comes to you. My other show that I created with Kate Purdy, who was a BoJack writer, and you can look up her BoJack credits and you might discover she wrote some of your favorite episodes. We created a show together called Undone. I will say that the, the pitch on that for, for BoJack viewers is she wrote the, the, the first season episode, Downer Ending, which is Bojack's first crazy drug trip where he kind of goes inside his own brain and gets lost in time and space and his own emotions. You know, we, we spent a whole season building up backstory to get to that point. And then Kate and I started talking, what if you did a show that started there and then just built off from that? And that was kind of the, the impetus of the beginning of Undone. So Undone is a show that looks and feels very different from Bojack, but has some of that same kind of darkness and humor and, and, and depth of character that I think people appreciate about Bojack. So if, so if you, you should definitely check that out. There's two seasons on Amazon or wherever you pirate Amazon shows. <laughs> and then finally, yes, my, my book of short stories is called Someone Who Will Love You In All Your Damaged Glory. And that can be found wherever books tend to congregate. Amazing. Thank you so much for so joining much. us. What a pleasure. What a treat. Thank you. This has been amazing and we deeply appreciate it. Just thank you so much. Of course, my, my pleasure. Awesome. Bye. Bye. Oh my God. Uh, wow. Okay. I'm just going to say our plugs now so that we can get them in. If you would like to hear more from Lindsay, you can hear her on the podcast of tomorrow talking about Futurama as well as 
what we do in the shadows on Post Show Recaps with Grace Leader, friend of the pod, another person we're going to have to tell RBW has heard you on a podcast. <laughs> and if you would like to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What. I am talking Love Island USA season four on the Hot Dummies on Islands podcast feed. It is so, so fun. If you love love shows, it's a great season to get into. Mess Magnets is still going with pop culture, celeb gossip, and trending topics. And I've also been on some Big Brother coverage over on Rob Has a Podcast, in addition to other guest spots that it's... I'll tweet it. It's fine. And... Again, we're, there's still going to be a bit more of a break before we get into Tuke and Birdie, but you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at bojackhorsepod, and we would deeply love to hear your feedback on this episode, on any other episodes, and for you to leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts because it will help people find the show as we move forward, but f- for real this time, we will be back with Tuke and Birdie in a couple of weeks. Incredible. Bye.